did you watch it? And now the conclusion of why did you watch? Yeah, so where, where were, were we? we? Right, so um, she's gone to her dad. She's going to her dad, yes. She left him a note. Yeah, on the left car, him a note. I'm assuming she used to get to her dad's. I don't, I don't know, know, know where she got the pen. That one work out? I don't know where she got the pen. But anyway, she left the note. So. Might have been eyeliner. She probably packed it. Nice. Yeah. Well, who knows? It could be hot or cold where they're going. <laughs> Uh, it could be hot or cold oh yes of course yeah um so now we're starting to follow the kid and the mum and the kid is starting to like flag a bit and she's like i wonder why that might be and then she's like oh shit the insulin's like run out and the kid's like a bit woozy so they're like we need to get to like a pharmacy so they're wandering around they find a pharmacy looting is going on but they get to the pharmacy and there's like civilians rocking around in there like picking up pharmacy stuff and she what would you loot from a pharmacy though drugs contraceptives obviously why 48 hours oh duh yeah right enough i'm thinking the day after pill means nothing yeah 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 there is no plan b no um fun drugs you'd go in and nickel the morphine and stuff yeah like novocaine novocaine Novocaine. oh yeah that's a cracker that one uh i'm told (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yes Let's move yeah, swiftly on from our no drug habits. No one's going to be nicking like antibiotics or no, not really. insulin, probably. So there's probably insulin left over. Well, the thing is, like, anyway, she gets in. She does find some insulin. There's like three vials left in the fridge at the back. Ooh, sweet. But then, well, not sweet. Ha <laughs> ha! Nice. But uh, <laughs> then, gunshots. So some looters <gasps> yeah. have rocked up and they're starting saying, this is our drugstore. We want to get all the drugs for ourselves. They shoot a couple sure. of people. Everyone screams and flies off in panic. Yep. Stick them in your prison pocket. Yeah. That's a big pocket. And she, they're the kind of trying to crawl out. And then suddenly someone blocks their path and he's carrying a shotgun. No! And she's like, I've got a kid. And he's like, well, I can see that. <laughs> he doesn't literally say it. But then... For some, because I was like writing notes and just like, you know, armed looters I'd written. So I paused the video and it's on Amazon Prime and it says, it says who the actors are and stuff like that and their names and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And the guy who's carrying the shotgun is called James. He's not in the rest of the movie at all. How the fuck do they know he's called James? He hasn't got a name tag on. It's not like he works in the shop <laughs> he and he's just, called James. He just sounds like a James. He sounds like a James. <laughs> However, the thing that it says next to it, it says, nice looter. <laughs> nice looter. Yeah, so that's his position oh. in the film. He's James the nice sure? looter. Are you sure that's not his name and he's just Dutch? His name is James nice looter. Oh, yeah. It did have the umlaut. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're, you're quite right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, James nice looter. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Dutch accent, yeah. folks. Yeah. Anyway, so... They get away with the insulin. The kid gets his insulin jab, whatever. whatever. They plug Hooray. it in. It's fine. So another woman who's escaped from the pharmacy is getting into the car. And the woman's like, take me with you. I can see perfectly for any of you who've seen that film. Oh, yeah? and then she like snatched at a nail and she missed it. Oh, yeah, something like that. And the woman's like, we're going to so-and-so. And they're like, oh, you're going north. Can you take us to like Knoxville, I think it was? And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll drop you off on the way. Somewhere uh, close to Knoxville. And it's like, okay, fine. You're a complete stranger and, you know. Well, I not? mean, potentially she's she's less threatening because it's her and a small child. Oh, okay. 
Whereas Fair if enough. she was like a bike with a whole load of tattoos and like a, a knife If she was knife James Nice Looter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she looked like Machete. <laughs> However, if, if, if James Nice Looter went up and said, hey, my name's Nice Looter and I've got a shotgun, it's like, well, his name's Nice. Let's let him in. But no. And even if he isn't nice, he does have a shotgun, which... <laughs> he stays for the drugs, as far as I know. In the, in the words of the Beastie Boys, you've got a gun, I've got a grin. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the couple who are driving mentioned, ah, oh, there's this whole stupid lottery thing that we're hearing about on the radio, where the rich fat cats mm. all manage to get yeah. taken for such and such. And they're like, they turn around to look at um, Ali and the kid, and then they notice the wristbands. <gasps> and it's like, awkward. It's like... Um... Uh, and Ali's like, oh yeah, so um, the the kids got like diabetes, so we both got turned away. Um, yeah. So fucking fat cats. However, they've just shown their wristbands to a bunch of unknown people. Does this potentially portend anything in your mind? That they might nick the wit the, right. the the wristbands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's a bit weird. And then they. Because what's your face could have done that? She could have just waited for a shift change and then tried again. Yeah. And been like, hi, I'm Ali, and this is my non diabetic child. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's strange you should mention that very specific thing, but carry on. Yeah. So, switches back to. Um, I was going to say John Goodman, but I mean, John Garrity. <laughs> yeah, mm. might as well be. So, he's wandering around trying to find a car, still got no phone reception. But uh, he's like, he hears some noise at the top of this building. He's like, well, I should probably go to the top of the building because there's noise up there. And they're like, eh. But it's more because he wants to get phone reception. Ah. And it turns out it's gone a la Independence Day. There is a party on the roof and everyone's invited. Hey, na, 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 na. Yeah, everyone's invited. <laughs> so people are cheering visible impacts and going, woo. Fantastic. Another part of the neighbourhood is now toast and everyone in there is dead. Do you remember that bit are in Independence like, Day? Vaguely. Yeah. Are these people who are just like insanely religious Christians who think no. there's a rapture coming? They're all... And they think this is the rapture. They're 20-somethings who are like, well, we might as well have a party because like 48 hours later... What else are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Might as well, well, well drink all the beer now because there's no point saving it. Yeah. Mm. And contraceptives out the window. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so nice. there's that. So he gets a phone signal while looking at all these people cheering, other people dying. Woo! And it's like, rather than deciding to uh, send text messages, which are much more likely to get through, let's have a sure. phone conversation. Yeah, because that doesn't use up more bandwidth or yeah, whatever. Yeah, which won't work. And they're just like trying to talk to each other and no useful information is imparted. Um, so... All both of them know are I'm trying to get to my dad's place or get to his stepdad, not stepdad's, father-in-law's place. Father-in-law's place, yeah. Kind of a pointless scene, but whatever. Yeah. So. uh, At least they both know the other's alive. Yeah, I suppose there is that. That's true. Good point. Good point. Because they got to hear. (laughs) He was he was having a Capri Sun at the time. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, so. That's, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Maybe I'm a bit cold-hearted. So anyway, so he hops on a truck and the guy's like, oh yeah, I'm going north, we're going to Canada. And then it's effectively him sitting on a truck with pensive face and serious music because yes. he's like, I don't oh, know yes. when I'll next see my family. 
And when you did, when you said serious music and you pointed, I assumed you meant like on the radio in the truck. No. And I was going to suggest like, could the trucker not have put on something a bit more cheerful? A bit lighter, a bit of ABBA. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like Waterloo. Or... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so he's on the truck and there's a guy there. He's like, hey, what do you do? And he's like, why do you ask? And he's like, you're wearing a wristband? So clearly, <gasps> he's also showing off the fact that he's one of the special ones, like uh, the fat that, cats. Uh, uh, Jose Mourinho. And um, it, it actually turns out this guy's actually quite nice. And it, um, his, he tells him, it's because of your profession. He's like, I'm a structural engineer. And the guy's like, big whoop. My mum's a clinician, so she's been chosen. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And then he's like, so why are you not wearing a wristband? And the guy's like, yeah, so I'm estranged from my mum. And uh, this is effectively... I have diabetes. <laughs> yeah, got diabetes. And it's effectively, she's holding a grudge, so I get no ticket. Fucking hell, missus. That's brutal. I know. But to be honest, if you've got a reasonably large family, they're not going to let everyone who's not a specialist go with you. So realistically... Well, I suppose. You can't yeah. do it. So... They're going to need, like, truck drivers are key workers. They're going to need people who can transport shit. Yeah, but where are the trucks, Kathy? On the... Oh, they're all going up. <laughs> yeah. I can't get past the whole Walking Dead scenario. I know, it I'm, is hard. I'm very much stuck on... Yeah. Because I thought about this later on, thinking, oh, they're going to need such and such. Oh, there's that's not going to exist anymore. Wait, David, hang on a minute. Are you trying to tell me in this apocalyptic way delivery drivers there's no Amazon yeah uh, there's no delivery yeah literally the Amazon is dead <gasps> no! however Jeff Bezos <laughs> is probably safe up in a spaceship so there yeah because he's one of the fat cats he probably blew up in one of those planes no no he, no, no. <laughs> he's going to have got on his own spaceship and be safe in space he and Elon Musk will have nipped up to the international billionaire space station well those two are going to have to procreate the next set of generation of people i don't want to see what those two produce <laughs> if anyone can find a way it's going to be elon absolutely <laughs> yeah anyway so uh, it turns out this truck is going to canada as i said and the driver of the truck who's a friend of the dude who's telling him all this very convenient knows oh. that there are pilots in canada who are going to fly people to the shelters because the pilots have been tracking where the military flights have been going by radar. Oh. And where are they? Where are they going, Kathy? Where's the Where's the shelter? Where are all the planes flying to? The shelter in a mountain. Greenland. Greenland. They're going to oh, Greenland. Oh, Greenland. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally forgot the film was called Greenland. I know. We haven't actually said yeah. Greenland for like I don't know at least half an hour. Anyway, so they're going to Greenland. So they figured it out. It's really stupid that this film is called Greenland. So. Actually. Yeah. That we've got to this point and now it's come up in conversation. But now effectively they've got a new rendezvous site because the previous site with all the airplanes is like now a burning mass of airplanes. So those aren't going to be very useful. So now they have to get to. Yeah, Gerard. Shh. Let's just talk about that anymore. Uh, So now they know they've got to get to an airfield in Canada. Woo. Eh? Um, eh? Buddy. Buddy. Um, so. Sorry. Now is the time that um, Gerard Butler decides, maybe I should pull my sleeve down 
over the wristband because there's a bunch of other people on this truck who are now looking. Who might not be as cool. You're not cool, bro. Not cool. Mm. So, because it's one of these things which is diverged into two separate storylines because there's the mother and the kid and there's the dad. (sighs) So, Ali is now in the car and the driver of the car is getting all squirrely and keeps looking in the like the rearview mirror. Yeah? Uh, Suspish. Iron up that wristband. Iron up that wristband. Oh, Not yeah. Marina so Baccarin, who fish. is like incredibly hot, but he's looking at the uh, wristband. That's what I'd be eyeing up. I mean, yeah. yeah, she is like phenomenal as a person. She is stunningly, she is stunningly beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. she's got that slightly curved nose thing as well. She's cute. I like her lips. She's got like Cupid bow lips as well. Yeah, yeah. And she's a very good actress as well, in addition to all this, the above. She is, yeah. She's quite ranged as well because oh, yeah. she's good at playing everything from damsel in distress to woman who takes care of herself. Which, and everything in, in this particular film, I think she's been very hardly done by. Just yeah. to say. Yeah. Well, she's not really, I feel like she's not really an important character in the film. She's yeah. just a sort of vessel through which we can hear the child's story. And also, and the da- yes, exactly, yeah. So it's yeah. unfair. Yeah, Gerard's obviously the story. And, suppo- and we immediately are supposed to feel massive sympathy for him because he's a hardworking man with this horrible wife who won't have sex with him because apparently, Reasons. you know, women shouldn't have that decision. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Bullshit. So he's all squirrely and he's like, hey, rather than go to your dad's, why didn't you come with us further north? And it's like, no, no, uh, I, I kind of want to go to my dad's. And yeah. he pulls the car over. <gasps> bah, bah, bah. So he's like, I'm starting to doubt your story. I think you weren't turned away. I think you got the bracelets and they still work. So he hops out the car. And yeah. he goes around to the passenger side where, or the passenger, rear passenger side where she's sitting. And he's like, I'll yeah. get your kid to safety. And <gasps> the, no, you won't. the wife of the driver locks the doors because she's like, what are you doing, <gasps> Jerry? Or whatever his name is. I don't give a shit. And he's like, open the door, Sandra. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So his wife sure. then unlocks the door. Oh, for God. He sake. drags Ali out the car. And he's like, I'm not oh. trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to hurt you, but give me that goddamn bracelet effectively yeah. like meanwhile punching yeah, her in the face dragging her out of a yeah, car yeah it's like yeah this, wow. this is kind of painful <laughs> anyway so she's yeah. dragged out it doesn't hurt he rips the bracelet off her runs back Fair into enough. the car leaves her at the side of the road and drives off with the kid <gasps> oh no not the kid but well I'm thinking oh no for her because she is devastated as you would be yeah that's why I'm saying oh no I know exactly I'm upset for her she seems very attached to that kid. I know. And yeah. no cars stop to help. No one stops. No one wow. stops her getting beaten up on the ground and her thing being stolen. No one stops. They just keep driving. That looks like a you problem to me. Very much so. I'm on my way to Canada, eh? So you're on your own. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so meanwhile, switch back to Gerard Butler on a, on a truck. And there's this other dude there who's kind of giving him the, you know, the eyes. Oh, not yeah. those kind of eyes. <laughs> not like... Hungry not hungry eyes. eyes. <laughs> Angry, possessive eyes. But they're not looking at him in the, the, the lovely Gerard Butler eyes. He's looking at his wrist where the bracelet is hidden. And he's like... Oh, yeah. You... What's on your wrist, bro? 
uh, friendship bracelet. <laughs> no, it's a... <laughs> and he's like, you're gonna give me that band. And this is the guy who's like, where are you from? But where are you from? Oh. From you're an American. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be getting on an American airplane. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, mm. he's like, give me the bracelet, and Jared Butler's like, no, my name's on it. <laughs> My name's on it. Put it on the glasses. Yeah, put it on the glasses. Put it on the lotion, more like. Yeah. Yeah, puts the lotion or it gets the it gets the hose. And um, ooh, in this particular situation, you don't want the hose. Um, he says, no. "Yeah, you're gonna give me your license too, because it's got the name on it. It's like <gasps> it's also got my photo on it. So how's that gonna? Mm, anyway. Yeah, dickhead. What are you gonna do? Like morph your face? <laughs> yeah, exactly. However, that's just gloss. The, the film glosses over that fact by producing mm. a hammer. Oh, oh, he has a hammer. Oh, okay. I don't know why he's on a truck with a hammer, but, you know, why not? Meh. Close quarters combat scene. Da, 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 yeah, da, yeah, exactly. Da, 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 this is a da, da, da. small truck, so it's like, oh. it's quite hard to swing a hammer anyway, but it's like elbows and, you know, oh. yeah, cinematography and, oh, like, dear. people fight, everyone's fighting. So the cool dude is trying to say, hey, let's be chill. Yeah. But everyone else in the truck is like, I want that bracelet. Sure. Despite the fact, despite the fact that they said we're all going to Canada to get on an airplane and hope they let us in. Yeah. No, they yeah. decided. Like you turning up with yeah. a bracelet really isn't going to make the difference, exactly. is it? Exactly. It's like we're yeah. all getting there, so let's all just be chill and see if they let us in. Yeah. But no. And Gerard, I want a Gerard could easily have been like, I see a huge amount of flaws in your plan, but you know what? Just have the bracelet. I really don't feel like getting beaten to death with a hammer today. Yeah. Anyway, so the driver of the truck then realises, oh, there's a fight going on in the back. So his partner says, oh, let's pull over. So pull over. But in pulling over, they cut across another car that sideswipes them. So the truck rolls. Really? Yeah. No, d- How big is this truck? It's a pretty small truck. But it's an oh, open okay. top truck. You know the ones where they put the canvas on and it's got the wooden sides? It's more like a farm truck. Oh, oh, okay. So they're like they're not they're not um, caged in, contained no. within a, a truck. Oh, so the okay. canvas flies off. Yeah, they're all sat. It's like a pickup truck yeah, sort of thing, but like a big pickup truck, like an army, like yeah. the army yeah, yeah, ones, yeah, like an army one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the canvas flies canvas off. Canvas flies Shit. off. So they're okay. still fighting, and it's all like a bug thing. But then the thing rolls. So all of the people, there's about twelve people in the back, go flying out Eep. down this embankment, Shit. and. Um, so they're all thrown out onto the grass verge and the hammer is lying there between Gerard Butler and the guy who's trying to fight him for the bracelet. Nice. Oh, yeah. Cue hammer time, where they both go it's for the hammer. hammer. Time. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> effectively, stop hammer time because the thief gets the claw hammer to the head, claw part first. <gasps> he dead. Oh. And Gerard Butler's like... That's... Sorry. And he's got blood all over his hands and shit like that. So Ugh. everyone stops. Everyone stops fighting. Yeah. And it's like... Everyone's oh. like, dude! <laughs> so Gerard Butler goes, okay, I'm going to get back up to the road. And as he's getting back up to the road, he looks to the floor. And the guy who was helping him and tell, has told him everything, he's dead. He died in the crash. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, he did. So oh. that's kind of yeah, awkward. Bummer, dude. So, however, 
Silver lining, Gerard Butler remembers to pick up the insulin, which has also come out of the truck. So good thinking, Gerard. Yeah, at least someone in that family has enough wet to pick up the insulin they dropped on the floor. But it's warm now, potentially. Oh, yeah, right enough. But it, it's effective. It's yeah, potentially useless. Potentially, by it might work, might not. Who knows? Mm. So, cut back. They do a lot of cut cut forwards, back, sideways, whatever. Sure, sure. Ali is now walking along the motorway, forlorn. No one picks yeah. her up. In the background, you see... Bereft. Bereft. You see the comet in the background, like, doing merv kind of thing, <gasps> merving, where it's splitting into multiple different fragments. So, sure. what's it called? I looked it up because I couldn't remember it. So, multiple independent re-entry vehicle. So, it's kind mm-hmm. of shotgunning down. So... Lots of smaller fragments are coming down, but they're big enough to cause probably grief for someone. Grief, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've actually... Are they playing that sad music from the Hulk? Um, no, like, not really. <laughs> I think there's, there's actually a bit that I missed, but I'll, I'll tell you about that outside of the podcast because, it's, to be honest, it's a nothing scene. Um, oh. Actually, no, I will go over it. So when they're in like the second traffic jam, uh, and they're like, oh, what's the traffic jam about? Um, there's this bit where the, we can cut this if it turns out we've already covered it. And they're like, the radio just suddenly turns on and saying, if you're outside between in New York and so-and-so, find cover immediately. Have I covered this bit? No. Okay, so they say find cover immediately. And then all these th- little bits of rock, small bits of rock. So not like things that will cause massive craters, but stuff that will fuck up a car or kill a person. Sure. Drop from the sky. And they're like, we need to find cover. So loads of people are running around. There's fire everywhere and all this kind of other shit. And they're zooming along. People are getting killed. Cars are exploding. Because it's very kind of seems very specific that it's fucking up just around the Sorry. area now. Sorry. Ca- cars are exploding. The little meteorites are setting them off because they're on fire. Oh, all right. OK. And I guess they're petrol, not you. diesel. Oh, right enough. Mm. Yeah, it would have to be petrol. Yeah. Mm. So the, these fiery meteorites are falling, hitting people and making cars blow up. Yeah. So you're pretty unlucky if you get hit by one because, I mean, there's, there's a lot of land area that they've got to hit. And there's relatively small mm. human area. But at least three or four people get directly hit by meteorites. And you're like... What are the chances? What are the chances? <laughs> anyway, so he shouts into the back, cover the kid. And I'm thinking, uh, it really doesn't matter if she covers the kid because when that thing comes through the roof, it's just going to go through both of them. So mm, it's like, mm. so, but the thing is to get to the kid, she has to climb into the back seat past him while he's driving. And can you imagine the difficulty of driving if someone is climbing over your shoulder? Like kicking you in the head. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh-huh. come on, this is unrealistic. Anyway, so they, 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 fi- sure. they find a bridge and they all hide under the bridge. It's fine. It's logical. But there's someone who who is behind them. And they crash their car and the car's on fire. So he sure. leaves the bridge smashes the window with his hand and then he gets fire all over his arm. I don't know how he spontaneously... It's not like he's covered his arm in petrol, but it suddenly burns, burns, and it's like, I don't understand. So he and someone else then rescues this person from the car, and it's like, this guy's a proper man, he saves a life, and you're kind of thinking... Yeah. It's it's probably what I, I would hope I would do, but I would also, whilst watching the film, because you're dissociated from it, is you're thinking... In 48 hours, this isn't going to make a difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're just polishing the brass on the Titanic at this point. Because you've saved somebody's yeah. life who's going to die in 48 yeah. hours. So 
but you'd still like to think that you'd probably try and save someone from a horrible fate of burning to death. Yeah, you wouldn't. I don't think any of us would just shout through the window, well, you're going to die in yeah. two days anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> so it's the problem that is in front of you is the problem you want to solve. Yes. Anyway. Yes, absolutely. So the, effectively, that that that's what that's what happens. That was that was in the like a yeah. bit, little bit earlier. Anyway, so she's she finally gets a lift. This is she finally gets a lift. Hooray. Some some. Um, I I refuse to believe that someone who looks like her can I know can thumb a ride. I was thinking that. I was thinking <laughs> is, that, is, is that Marina Beckerman? She looks like she wants a lift. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm there. Like, yeah. I, I, Get yeah, in. Exactly. And. <laughs> I loved you in Deadpool. It was yeah. not, uh, apart from International Women's Day, <laughs> as a man, that what? kind of made me, like, eyes water. Oh, uh, I was talking about the Deadpool scene where she was, makes him a little uncomfortable. Nope. Nope. <gasps> oh, on International Women's Day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> no he was willing to give it a go, so props. Yeah. Well, Deadpool is... Uh, famously a somewhat um, uh, what would you call it sexuality ambiguous yeah, character yeah let's not say gender fluid anymore because that's something different <laughs> yeah get your gender fluids off me yeah <laughs> anyway so um, she gets picked up she is not picked up what you might call a stereotypical American family she is picked up by um, uh, a Spanish speaking American family Nice. Yes, I think it was mm-hmm. nice because effectively they're saying no one else who is, let's just say, it's typical the Good American. Samaritan story exactly. again, isn't it? Exactly right. And I'm like, yes. I like that. Uh-huh. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. so she's now driving off up to the Air Force, Air Force Base or to where her father is or whatever. The Air Force Base. I think they're going to the Air Force Base. Mm. Meanwhile, um, this goes back to um, the kids' car. And the 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 wife of the guy who's driving the car or partner, I don't know if they're married, it wasn't specified, unimportant. But they're clearly a couple. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm. put the bracelet on and she's like, it's broken. And he's like, yeah. just find a rubber band, because those just happen to be lying around and fix it. Yeah. Why not use some sellotape yeah. that's also lying I around? I know, yes. It's double sided sticky tape. Um yeah. no brands were mentioned Thanks, in this Peter. podcast. <laughs> Thanks, BBC, for uh, doing that kind of thing. Anyway, so there's a checkpoint yeah. up ahead, and the guy turns around and says, yeah, you need to, like, toe the line on this. You're our mm. kid if you're asked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So tells kid to play along, so they push through your crowd and say, oh, I've got a bracelet, I've got a bracelet, or bracelets, plural. So the soldier's, like, um, checks the bracelet of the mother, checks the bracelet of the kid or whatever, and he's like, where's your bracelet, bud? And uh, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, someone mugged me and stole it. And the kid then goes, "Sure," shouts, these aren't my parents. Oh, <laughs> fuck's it, kid. <laughs> no, you're quite right. And it's clearly Amber Alert time. He's like, they kidnapped me and kicked my mum out of the car. And the guy's like, what? No, I'm his parents. And the soldier's like, where's your bracelet then? And what's your name? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, those two are now out of the picture. But the soldier grabs the kid and takes him and says, I'm going to look after you, kid. Yay! Uh, downside is... you've got a bracelet and no sign <laughs> yeah. of insulin dependence. Downside is, he rescans the kid's bracelet and says, Oh, um, it says you've been rejected. Oh. Uh, and he bum, says, bum, but I'm going to bum. look out for you. Fine. 
Anyway, so switch back to Ali. No one gives a shit about okay. what Gerard Butler's up to at the moment because they're just switching between these yeah. two. It's probably like, I don't know, smoking some weed. Who knows? Or beating everyone to death with a hammer. No, the hammer's stuck in that guy's head and it's not coming back out. Ooh, well, I'm glad to hear yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, if you need to knock in some nails, you're going to have to hold that guy's head and just like... <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. Anyway, so there's another traffic jam. So she hops out the car and like the family is like, where are you going to go? And she's like, sorry, in Spanish. Funky tail. Disculpe. Oh, okay. And runs off and they're yeah. just like, eh, fine. She's on her own path. So she runs to the yeah. checkpoint and I think you just have to assume it's the same checkpoint. Uh, sure. It's not... Well, they're all, everyone's yeah. decided to head to Canada at this point. Yeah. That's the feeling I get. So she's like, I'm looking for my son. And they're like, and, you know, okay. All roads lead to Rome. Yeah. It, you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to transpire later that going to Rome is not what you want to do. Uh, so, okay. yeah. Uh, pray as much as you like. It's not going to stop uh, nine miles of rock. <laughs> um, anyway, so she's turned away because she doesn't have a bracelet. But effectively, they're saying, if your kid mm. is here, he'll be at the FEMA camp. Ba, ba, ba. FEMA. Not FEMA. Exactly. No. QX files. They caused the asteroid. Yeah, they've got a very big magnet and it turns out to be made out of metal. Who knows? Anyway, Ooh. so she gets to the camp and it's a whole load of tent. So she cuts the line. Classic, classic. And she just screams in this nurse's face. I need to find my child. Find my child. Everyone else in the line, this line can go fuck themselves. I'm more important. They don't have my child. They don't have my child. Yeah. Clearly, if you're at a FEMA medical camp, you have issues and someone cutting in front of you in the line is going to be somewhat annoying. Someone's like, yeah. someone's spleen's hanging out. It's like, excuse me, I just need to find my file, child first and like carry on. Oh, clearly your needs are greater than this guy yeah. whose guts are hanging so out. So I found it super annoying <laughs> because it again, it's the same thing. But another nurse is yeah. like, hey, sure, cut the line. No one in the line seems to be yeah. bothered by this at all. Really? Wow. Neither of us You'd are imagine there. it would be a long queue of people in the line going, hey, oh, hey, hang on, hang on. Hey, back or the line, buddy. British... Yeah. yeah. If it was a bunch of British people, they would all turn to each other and be like, she cut the line. Did you see that? I saw that too. Yeah, she definitely did cut the line. I can't believe she cut the line. Cue harumph. <laughs> would never actually shout at her. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. But not cabbage, actually, cabbage, but cabbage. saying it loudly enough that she hears, but not loudly enough that she does anything. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Passive aggressive. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so this other nurse comes along and takes her out of the line saying, let's see what we can do. Uh, I'll show you to, you, so you're missing your son? Let's go and check yes. out all the paediatric tents. Apparently there's a shitload of paediatric tents. And there's music oh. playing in the background. It is clearly building to a crescendo and you're thinking... I wonder what's going to happen when the music peaks. The kid's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And they've taken his (laughs) insulin pump and now using it to smoke weed. Actually, that's Ah, that's not what's happened. Nice. Uh, She's gone through five tents where she's had no luck and then she finds her kid. Yay. Woo. Yeah. She finds the kid. It's always in the last tent you look, isn't it? I know. And there's a lot of tents. But she did have a lot of intent to find the kid. Ba, 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 and bang. she looked through the past tense. 
yes to the future tense and then the present tense. and then to the per- the present tense which was the perfect tense nice <laughs> good grammar good, good grammar puns thank you nice anyway so for all intents and purposes oh god <laughs> anyway so there's a very nice medic there and she gives her the meds and then there's this bit where the 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 medic so obviously the kid and the mother have hugged it's all great and then the mother like hugs the medic the female medic and it's a really nice scene but then there's this really kind of weird sketch where the female medic kind of looks like she goes down and grabs marina baccarin's ass with one hand it's i mean 48 hours man it's supposed to but it also kind of looks like she's trying to steal her wallet but then the, the, (laughs) then the arm moves back up and it goes back into a normal hug and you're just like I'm surprised they. What was she doing? I'm surprised they didn't refilm this bit because that just like distracts the attention away from what's going on. It's like okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, copping a feel of Marina. I I mean, she need. There should be consent. I'm just going to say that right now. But yes. um, maybe she was just like checking. She'd remembered to put the insulin in her thigh pocket. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's go with that. Yeah. Or, you know, it's probably, it's it's all very militaristic, these people. She's probably an army doctor. She's probably given her, like, a camaraderie pat on the ass. They didn't, like, like... Good work, bro. Yeah, they didn't, like, chest bump or anything like that, <laughs> which would have been pretty cool. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, but American style, but whatever. Anyway, so, where are we? So, um, she's also then directed to some buses, which will give her a lift, conveniently enough, to where her dad lives, or at least the town. <laughs> Like, well, that's, that's, that's strange that's... that the bus was going to Ali's dad's house. I know. Yeah, it's like it's got that little sign on the front that says Ali's dad's house. Ali's dad's house. I mean, he gets around. Express. But, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so meanwhile, uh, John Garrity. Woo. It's like walking down this like suburbia street, and like all the bins are lying around. Because as soon as like civilization collapses, everyone just pushes over a bin. As you do. You know, it's Yeah, it's, it's the first thing I do. It's madness. Anyway, yeah. uh-huh. so... It might have been raccoons. Could have been raccoons. I didn't... Yeah. There's not many animals in this film. There's a dog and a horse. Some birds. Right. That's about it. Some birds. birds. I remember the birds. birds. Yeah. So he smashes this... The back door of this house so he can get his hand in and open the door. And then what does mm. he do? He says, Anyone home? Anyone home? But think yeah. about it. Wouldn't he knock on the door and shout anyone home before yeah. he breaks in? Yeah. Uh-huh. Obviously, he's broken in and then he's thought, oh, shit, somebody might be home. I should probably announce myself. Yeah. And then apologise for smashing their window. Although, you know, ultimately it was going to get smashed to smithereens anyway. They can claim the insurance. Oh, wait. <laughs> it takes three months for the insurance to get validated. Mm. Sorry, I broke your window. I'll write you a check. <laughs> well, funny you should say that. A similar thing happens in about a couple of minutes. Anyway, so there's a TV. So clearly the power is still working here, and they're sh- okay. they're showing some live footage. And like one of the reporters says, there's some shocking imagery that we've just been sent in on live footage. Ooh. So it's of this person who's got their phone, and they're filming this this fragment coming in, and they're clearly saying, "Oh, it's running. It's coming right for us." Let's run. And you're thinking, well, if it's coming right for me, why waste my precious moments running? Because yeah. you're not going to survive that. But the other thing I'm is, just going to outrun this enormous fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's another one where the footage clips out and then it cuts back to the presenter and they're like, shocking, shocking. Oh. But 
Think about it. Oh my god, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> but if you think about it, they're live streaming, right? Yeah. How the hell are they doing that? Exactly. If he can't even make a phone call. Exactly. How on earth is that so working? So the internet's working, but the phone networks aren't. They're uploading in like 4K, because this is really good footage. Feckin' hell. So if he had just WhatsApped his wife, or WhatsApp called her, he would have got through. Yeah. But because he used the, the phone, because he used AT&T or whatever they, they have in America, he couldn't get through. Maybe maybe he couldn't get through. <laughs> he was an engineer. Because there's a whole lot of people live streaming themselves getting hit by <laughs> fucking asteroids. In 4K. In 4K. Yeah, it's like, come on, this is really stupid. Yeah, that'll be why. Yeah. Anyway, so he then pinches the, family, the family's car because they've left the keys on the table. Fair enough. And the family's no longer there. Anyway, but he leaves yeah. them a note saying, sorry, borrowed your car. My name's John Garrity. Uh, if I survive this, I'll return your car. Sure. <laughs> funny. If. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it is kind of funny. If I win the lottery, I'll buy you a new car. Yeah, and you're not dead. <laughs> and there is a lottery. Yeah. And many other factors. Yeah. And cars are even useful in the future because we've just vaporized all of our pet petroleum supplies. Yeah. Anyway, so... A very large part of the film is now effectively just cut out here because he drives to Ali's dad's house. That's it. Nothing mm. else happens to him on the way. No worries. Despite the fact it's probably a really long way, nothing else happens. There's no traffic jams, apparently. Smooth sailing. Yay! So he gets to the, gets to her, her dad's house and her dad is playing poker with his buddies because nothing else to do. I suppose. And it's Scott Glenn. No. That's not. That's the name of the actor. He's pretty famous. He's been in a whole load of things, but he's an old dude. Right. That's all you really need to know. And he lives on a ranch, okay. and he's got like some guns and a horse and some friends who he plays poker with. Hmm. Sounds like he's got it all. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. up there. His, his wife yeah. died. Uh-huh. So I mean, you know, that was in the past. But uh, oh. he's like, "So have you been having troubles with my daughter again? I heard you split up again." And he's like, "This is kind of not important right now." Yeah, it's hardly the main issue. Also, the fact that I'm here should suggest yeah. that I have placed her as a priority in my life. <laughs> but the the dad also says, where is my daughter and grandchild? And he's like, I thought they were here, but they're not. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. But like, you imagine this is going to another 15 minutes of trying to find them turn up. But no, they, they turn up on a bus at a shop down the road and phone them on the landline, which hey. is working. So they're going to They live them stream them. Yeah. Again. You're having a bus stop? Yeah, it's a local bus stop. Yeah, yeah. And then lots of like annoying... Trigger happy TV. Yeah. Noises <laughs> plugged in. Yeah. Yeah. So they go and pick them up in this guy's truck, whatever. Horse. Yeah. And there's a big reunion. Everyone's happy. They kiss and make up. Well, when I say they kiss and make up, that's the husband and wife, not anyone else getting kissed. Not the dad and Gerard. <laughs> Nice. No. That's why they broke up. Ooh, mm. funny you should say mm. that. But uh, we'll get onto that bit in a minute. Oh, it's not quite. It's not quite like that. Anyway, reunion, really nice. Whatever, hugs of kids, hugs all round. So they go back to the dude's ranch, and they're like, "Hey, let's make pancakes." The dude ranch. Dude ranch. <laughs> let's make pancakes, and then like Scott Ooh. Scott Glenn's like, "Hey, let's have pancakes and syrup," and the kids like, "Woohoo!" However, the parents Best don't... Best day ever! No. Oh, wait. 
He's got he's got diabetes. <gasps> oh yeah, he can't have syrup. So the parents Aww. do point this out and they're like, okay, let's just have pancakes. But like it's like, guys, they are there is a clock that's running here. I mean there is literally on TV there is a clock that's counting down. So mm. then then realise this and they're like, actually let's pack up. So they start packing. And while they're packing, Ali's dad and Gerard Butler to have a talk and they're like every marriage has its rough points so this is like the interlude of like i'm gonna give you some marriage advice before i get like wiped out by an asteroid thanks lad thanks lad and it turns out that during a rough patch in their marriage gerard butler slept with another person another woman no which is like bastard to be honest it's not particularly important to the film it just like this is why their marriage is a little bit unpleasant at the moment touchy at the minute yeah but it, yeah does it add to the film not really fine also it sort of flies in the face of the overall plot which was that gerard was very hard done by in the whole relationship and now all of a sudden turns out not so much he's yeah abs- it's absolutely justified for her to be so icy cold to him but i throughout. i mean to be honest i thought it was relatively clear from the beginning that she's actually being She's the one who's been wronged, and it's totally him who's fucked up in some way or another. Well, now we know how. I mean, now we know how. Literally fucked yeah. up. Yeah. I don't know if her name was up. Also, now, now, now we understand why she started making sandwiches in the middle of it all. She learned it from her dad, who also prepares food in the middle of a, of a yes, national emergency. True. <laughs> but anyway, so he's like, I heard from this guy who then died in a truck crash that we can go to Canada and get on a plane. Mm. And they said, that's all... And, and where's this guy now? He's lying in the side of a grass verge with a hammer in his face. Now, that's a different <laughs> dude, but they're both dead. He's lying next to a guy with a hammer yes. in his face. Why has he got a hammer in his face? Don't want to talk about sure. it. <laughs> Don't ask. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, like, on, on the TV, because... Power's still working at this dude's house apparently and TV's still presenting. There's been really? a there's been a information leak. <gasps> I know. They have now got footage of this bunker that's been built in Kathy? Canada. Oh Greenland. Yes. Uh and it's a Cold War bunker that was built and no one thought it'd ever be needed. Ah. And then the, like Scott Glenn's like, the furniture in that place is older than me. Is it even gonna work? Ooh. And it's like one way to find out. Yeah. So what else you doing? I know, so I've got nothing else to do. Anyway. So it's like he's like, I'm not gonna leave the farm. There's no I'm like in my eighties. There's no point in me going. I'm just gonna hold you back. So cue big goodbye scene by dad, by granddad. It's that he's that character. Yeah. The I've lived here my whole life, I'm not leaving. But like to be honest. I agree with his particular view on this one because, like, one, he's, sure. like, in his 80s. His wife died there. He wants to die there. He said, I'm going to die at some point, be it tomorrow or in five years. This is where, this is my home. This is where I want to yeah. meet my maker, etc., etc." So Yeah, it's where my heart is. Yeah. So he gives him a gun. Bye, Dad. He gives him, a, like, a rifle. I don't know, don't know why. It's kind of slightly irrelevant. Doesn't actually turn up in the film so ever make... again. Wow. Anyway, so they're driving again, but this time now they're driving to Canada. 
So on the road again. I'm starting to think that this film is sponsored by Pirelli because there's so much fucking driving. <laughs> it's like, my God, yeah. what is this? What happens next? Traffic jam. You're kidding. Yeah. Not a traffic jam. Yeah. So this actually turns out this is the traffic jam where there's all of the falling rocks, which is why I thought it happened early, which is why I covered it then. But effectively, anyone who's interested in this bit, just cut back about 20 minutes and I go through the whole description. <laughs> so whatever. He burns his hand. Effectively, that's it. And like on the new on the news, there's kind of like um, there's there's more bad news. Um now, oh, no. now they know that the, the, the big rock, like the nine kilometer wide one, they don't say how thick it is. So somewhat irrelevant. Spaghetti. Yeah. So it's just going to yeah. pancake somewhere. It's not going to explode anyway. It's yeah. going to hit somewhere between Africa and Europe. So it looks like it's going to hit, I don't know. <gasps> Spain, 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 A little Spain. bit north of Spain. Let's say Andorra. Uh, how, sorry, how big was it? <laughs> Andorra, actually, Andorra is more than nine miles wide, but I mean, whatever. So there's no way anything could land just just in Andorra. It's the teeniest, tiniest country. It is, yeah. In the world, yeah. Probably almost one of the smallest. Anyway, yeah. So the head of NASA is now on the radio with like you know a little bit of a a catch in his throat because he's like, yeah, this is this is bad, guys, and he's like, I was going to go skiing there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get those flight miles back. Um, and he's oh. like, this is going to be, this is going to cause wide seismic events, tsunamis, 900 yeah. degree surface yeah. winds and stuff like that. But the, the baseline is, and the take home message is 75% of all plant and animal life is not going to get through this. <gasps> Much like um, Daniel, Ooh. not like Daniel Beddingfield going to get through this. Do you remember that? Track? Oh, yeah. yeah. What if, yeah, what if mm. you got some scuba gear and you swam down far enough for that 900 degrees to dissipate and then you just waited at the bottom of, the, you know, the Irish Sea? Where are you getting until your... Until it all blew over. Where are you getting your oxygen from? My tank, my scuba tank. How big is your scuba tank? Uh, it keeps for... It, I can stay under there for an hour. That's not going to help. You just, you find out when, you figure out roughly when the thing hits and how quickly that, that wind is going to travel. Yeah, you do some maths, for which you could be doing with Gerard Butler, actually. Yeah. And then you think, I'll jump in the water, like, half an hour before it hits, yep. the, the 9900 degree wind. Go under for half an hour, and then it goes over, and then half an hour later you come back up. To how, what? How do you think you'd fare? Very badly, because where are you going to get food, water, everything else from? Well, I'll worry about that. I'll worry about that after. You would potentially maybe survive for that half hour. Yes. Or. Would it be worth it? What if I got a... a... Oh, I know. Right. So I could go somewhere super high... And then leave a lockbox full of Mars bars. I don't see how taking a shitload of drugs is going to help, Kathy. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I think getting really it's high probably the best way to would go. be exactly the right yeah. thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Effectively, it, the, the general message is, if you're in North Africa or you're in Europe, 
uh, it's game over. It's like, uh, what is it called? The Yucatan Peninsula, where like the one that killed the dinosaurs came down. Oh. I think it's Yucatan. I can't remember. Anyway. So what about Amer- what about America and Asia and uh, uh, Oceania? They're getting hit by the smaller fragments already, clearly, because Florida's gone. We've lost Florida. But the one that's hit- we don't know about Australia. Yeah. The one that's hitting Central oh. Europe is extinction level event. Shit. Yeah. Because right. it's nine kilometers, and if you think of the kinetic energy, assuming it's a few meters wide at least, that's mm. a lot. So effectively, they're saying the one that killed the dinosaurs was smaller than the one that's just about to hit Europe. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, so Clark is going to fuck everything up. The brightest. <laughs> yeah. 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 So not cool. Tits. Yeah. Nope. Not cool. Okay. So. It's, it's night time now and they're driving along and they're like, hey, where's this airport? And then they see an aeroplane take off. And it's like, oh, shit. Well, missed that one. <laughs> but they drive through the fence of the airport and there's a train taxiing down the runway uh, and it's starting to turn around. So what do they do? They just drive in front Gerard of it. Gerard sets it on fire. No, it just drives in front of it. It's like, yeah, you're not going because like you can't fly away because my truck's in the way. I think you'll find I can. They can't because he's like right in front of it. It's the end of the runway. He can't back around or fly away. So the pilot, oh. the pilot is clearly pissed. You can see him in the cockpit, like shaking his fist. Grr, you kids. Why are you order? Yeah. Yeah. So he hops out the plane. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, hey, you need to let us three on your airplane. And the guy's like, how much do no, you... No, I don't. How much do you guys weigh? And Jared, yeah. Jared Butler's like, 180 pounds. And he's like, come on, man. And he's like, okay, 210. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, oh, God damn it. Get on the plane. Just move your goddamn truck. Yeah. So, but the thing is, clearly, these, these planes do have weight limits because that lim- will limit the range yes. if you've put an extra 400 pounds, which is him, his wife, and the kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he says, but you can't take a bag with you. It's like, okay. Sure. But I think they took the insulin. Who knows? Who cares? At this At point. At this point, yeah. So they fly off and like as they're flying away, a bunch of other cars kind of rock up underneath and you're like, no, bad luck. Bye. Snooze you lose. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) It's pretty dark if you think about it. They look like like, ants from up here. They are ants. Yeah. (laughs) How do they go to school? (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is school for ants. In Zoolander school. Yeah. School for ants. Anyway, so Q like, like, getting on board and people saying, sorry, sorry for potentially endangering your lives and not letting you off the runway without taking us to. Awkward. Like, it's like that person who's like made your flight half an hour late because they yeah. checked in and then d- ran off to the bar and got catastrophically yeah. drunk. And then they finally get on the plane and everyone's like, oh, decided to join us, did you? Yeah. But bear in mind, this is Canada. Oh. <gasps> Oh, so they're like. So they all apologise to them. Sorry, we'll make room for you. The kids can sit on our laps, and you can have your own seats because you're American and you're worth more than Canadians. (laughs) It's like, buddy, what the fuck? So why there are a bunch of U.S. Americans driving to Canada to get on a plane to fly to Greenland is left just out on a limb that's just glossed over. It wouldn't be polite to ask, David. I know. So none of the Canadians will. It's nuts. Anyway, so they're flying along and then um, they look out the window and it's like, oh, look, there's some land and it's green. It's Greenland. 
Fine. Fine. <laughs> I know. So there's a bit of turbulence, though. It's a bit bumpy, and the kid's like, I don't like flying. It's like, hmm. Well, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> then they look out the window, and they can see this big fucking meteorite coming out of the sky. And then it hits, and they're like, that's not good. Barry Scott! Barry Scott, exactly. <laughs> Barry Scott is doing some... Bang! Very, the earth is gone! He's doing some very vigorous cleaning. Because that shockwave <laughs> that comes through... <coughs> Kills 75% of... <laughs> oh, yeah. Barry. Barry and Gary. Um, so oh. the shockwave smashes into the plane and stops the engines. I don't know why it stops the engines. <gasps> Specifically the engines. It's not like it rips the wings off the tail or the wheels or anything else. Just conks the engine. Conks the engine out. Fair enough. Oh, this is actually... It's a very good scene. So the... One, it's cinematography of like Greenland, which just looks fantastic from the air. And also they're going into glide mode and they're doing all the stuff you'd need to do to restart an aeroplane. So they're trying to maintain... Turn it off and on again. Turn it off and on again. Because it's two <laughs> engines. It's a, it's a, Funnily enough, it's a dual engine otter aircraft. Well, what do you know? That's, that bodes well, So it's it? sleek. And fast. Mm. Anyway. And adorable. And, adorable. and looks a bit like Benedict Cumberbatch. And it, like, it turns <laughs> over and breaks crabs on its chest. <laughs> anyway. So um, they're trying to restart the engine, but they they put it into a dive. So in the back is just keeking themselves, as you would say. I picked that up from you. And yeah, um, keeking it. Keeking it. And they're trying to maintain velocity by nose diving. And they're flying yeah. down like a glacial valley. It looks amazing. So it's a U-shaped valley. Ooh. And it turns out they're not restarting that engine. That engine is not restarting. Shit. So the pilot's like, we've got to make an emergency landing. <laughs> Everyone yeah. brace for impact. So they brace yeah. for impact. And they land in this riverbed because obviously it's a U-shaped valley riverbed. Um, but it's one of these things where you're zooming towards like a cliff wall. Mm. Cliff, much like in young ones, <laughs> and they're slowing down, slow, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, but not slowly enough because they hit the side of this cliff, right? No, but only enough for it to cause a small landslide, which is a a landslide with a particular distaste for pilots. Oh no! So. The plane's crashed and is now stopped. And Gerard Butler's like, everyone get off the plane. Before we get trapped in the landslide. Kind of. So they all hop Caught out. In and in he... landslide. <laughs> and you're to blame. You <laughs> you give Greenland a bad name. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's like, I'll check on the pilots because they don't know what's happened. So oh, I think they do. <laughs> he opens the little door and... yeah. Pilot on the right, you just see snow, but like the snow is oh. now, there's like a, it's becoming red Ugh, underneath where the like co-pilot is, like a snow cone. Yuck. And oh. then he looks left at the guy who let them on the plane, and there is this big fuck off icicle that's just gone straight through his chest, but he's still alive. Oh, like wash. Yes. Oh, he's still alive. <laughs> nice. Kind of. Um, well. And Gerard Butler's like, let me get you out of this and like, we'll give you some medical treatment. And like, the dude's got like a, oh, a six or seven inch wide yeah. icicle through his thorax where his yeah, lungs Yeah, oh, sticky plaster part. will cure that. No bother, That's, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. After you melt the icicle, sure. 
medical treatment. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to get a fucking shaman to raise me from the dead? I know, right? It's like, that's optimistic. Yeah. I mean, other things have been yeah. optimistic in this film, but this one takes the biscuit. That's just a um, flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. His heart has been displaced about four foot backwards. Um, yeah. His lungs are in his abdomen. But like in like the window of the, the cockpit, you can see a military plane coming in. And the pilot's just like, go, go. It's like, I don't know how you're talking with like no lungs left. Um, yeah. But um, he's like, I'm sorry. And then he gets off the plane. The guy's, the guy's passed away. There's nothing, nothing to oh, be yeah. done. So, yeah, you don't, there is no cure for six inch icicle through thorax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, he, Gerard Butler's like, I'm now the leader of this outfit, apparently. Because I'm the last guy sure. on the plane, therefore that gives me authority. Well, and now I, the pilots are dead. A heterosexual white guy so. with a beard. He's got quite a good bit of stubble. <laughs> well, I've there. got a beard. I know. <laughs> this is Greenland yet again. Uh, the time here is currently <laughs> much like a Ryanair. It's like okay. yeah. Thank you for flying with us. <laughs> Your mobile provider has changed. Have you got roaming switched on? Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, Buy some perfume. Yeah. Smelly. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, he hasn't really had much time to wash. Neither has anyone else. So. Ew. Anyway. And um, so they're off the plane and the kid's like, it's snowing. And then someone else says, <laughs> that's not snow, that's ash. Because oh. the ashes already start from all the other impacts. The big one's yeah. not happened yet. All the ashes start to come through. Oh, the big one hasn't happened yet. No, no. So oh. because there's the whole 48-hour thing, they've still got like maybe an yeah, hour yeah. or two. So they're like, oh, okay. the plane went that way. Let's start walking. Yeah. Yep. So wonder, 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 wonder. And they get to the top of this like hill and they sure. look down and they can see this runway and the, some big cargo planes parked off the side. And they're like, oh, that awesome. Well. That's the shelter. I mean, clear it's the shelter. And they get spotted. Yeah, they get spotted from the ground by a bunch of military trucks who zoom Shoot up them. to them. Yeah, oh. I was thinking, yeah, this is they're probably going to ask them for their ID tags. But no, yeah. they're just like, hey, get on. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. Welcome to Greenland. No one else is coming because of these, oh. like, all the stuff falling from the sky. And also because Gerard killed five plane loads of people, so they've got the space. Shh. Sh- like, they don't know. No, eventually, they don't know. Eventually, they hear somebody going, "That was you." Yeah, exactly. So there's like an air raid siren going off. Out. Air raid siren going off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's a Cold War shelter for nuclear weapons. Blah blah blah. Ooh. So they zo- they zoom the trucks down to the bottom of the runway and then stop them outside the shelter. And it's like, go 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 go! Everyone get in because there's only like a few minutes left until the event because they've. As always, it's like they've cut it so fine that they only just survive. But like, you know, like on fallout shelters and stuff, they've got the massive doors, right? Yeah. They've left them like fully fucking open. <laughs> They're fully open. And those <laughs> things take quite a while to close. It's not It's not. What have they yet to drive in there? Well, they're not. They don't even drive in. They just, everyone hops out the truck and then goes through this massive door. Yeah, but like, but... Why do they need to leave it wide open? Why don't they leave it human-spaced open? Exactly. Anyway. I thought maybe they had to transport, you know... uh, Obese Americans. 
<laughs> aircraft aircraft carriers in there. Or yeah, exactly. Or yeah, or some obese Americans yeah. have to waddle in. Sure. So the the two trucks are parked directly outside this blast door. So they all hop out and they all run in. Everyone's running downstairs, down the down the things to get to the lower bunker. Hmm. So it does seem a bit weird. And then the next bit... And wait for the door to shut. The, it cuts to someone in, like, <gasps> air traffic control or whatever who's got a picture of, like, the event has happened and has hit mm. and they've got a thing showing a circle of the thing spreading, right? <gasps> and they're like, we've got one minute 20 until the blast wave reaches us. Yeah? <gasps> so they've got one minute 20 yeah. to close that door. Right? Yeah. However... The slight drawback in this is that they also show a visual and there's this picture of Europe getting hit and then this circle expanding mm. and it shows it moving faster than one minute 20 for it to reach. So it moves 400 kilometers in less than two seconds, right? Jesus. You can see it because it goes from like um, 1,300 kilometers left to go until it hits. Kilometers. Kilometers. Jesus. Yeah. And that's in two seconds. But it's only 900 kilometers left to the base. Yeah, which means it's got a couple of seconds left. Yeah, I mean, at best, yeah. even with dispersal, it's going to take 10 seconds. But they've, they've clearly just said it's going to take 80 seconds to hit. And it's like... Hang on a minute. There's something... Just, someone yeah. someone should have con, con, someone should have consulted Gerard on the maths on this. Exactly. This is why they need him. That's why they need him. Do you do you do that thing in a film where there's a countdown for a bomb or something and it goes 10, 9 and then it cuts away. Do you in your head go 8, 7. Yeah. But then it cuts back and it's on like 9 still. Yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Yeah. It has been more than 10 seconds. <laughs> I do do that. Yeah. I always do that. And if somebody if somebody has is underwater, if they have to do underwater stuff, do you hold your breath while they're underwater? I should, but I don't. Yeah. Oh, I do that one. I'm like, (gasps) it just increases my sense of danger for the scenario. That's good. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to hold my breath when I went into a tunnel because it was just a challenge to hold your breath until you got to the other end of the tunnel. Ooh. I don't know why. It was just a family thing. Maybe nice. my mum probably just wanted me to shut up about going into the... <laughs> Hold your breath. Because <laughs> you were like, ah! Yeah. Like that. <laughs> um, not a bad idea, that. But okay, like, so assuming yeah. time, like, relativity and all that, somehow three seconds has translated to 80 seconds at the bunker. Yeah. Because it's to travel down that valley and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) And it's apparently clear that no one else is coming because they were flying a civilian plane and that civilian plane and the crash and the walk, no one else is coming. There's no more planes landing, nothing. So they're just, the military people who are there who are the organising thing is just like, get in, get in, get in, get in. They run downstairs, go underground. And then um, they start closing the door and then... They have flashbacks of him when they were happily married and the kid was a baby. Oh. And there's this whole thing about when you die, your life flashes before your eyes that's covered earlier in the film. But mm. in my mind, that's irrelevant to the plot. It is. Cool. So I didn't really bother covering it before. Anyway, that's what happens. <laughs> and then they're like, brace, brace, brace. And you're like, what are you going to brace against? You're underground, on the floor. What are you going to brace against? And... What benefit is that going to have? You're not on an aeroplane. Yeah. yeah, it's not like I can hold on to the handrails on the side of 
the enormous room that I'm in. Yeah. and What am I bracing against? It's also hit Central Europe. So yes, you're going to get shockwaves that travel in tectonic plates, but that's like two mm. plates away. Maybe one. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. So I, anyway, I was like, fine. And then it fades to... Just sit down if yes, you don't yeah. want to fall over. <laughs> yeah. And then it fades to black. And you're like, oh, well, they're all dead. And why, why did I watch this film? <laughs> and then it effectively, it kind of fades back into colour vision. And it's just Ooh. it's just aerial shots of like a bunch of world capitals. You know, the kind of thing that they have. It's like, this is what sure. used to be London. This is like yeah. the Sydney Opera House. You maniacs! Yeah. You blow it up! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like the, like, I don't know, Statue of Liberty's face is melted off. Yeah. But yeah, they, sure. don't, I don't, they don't actually Nelson's show that. columns like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a bit of blue pills for that, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Should have rated them from the pharmacy. <laughs> or got them from uh, got Morpheus. Do you want to take yes. the red pill oh, or the blue pill? Oh, is that what the blue pill is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should have picked the blue pill. Mm. Anyway, so it's like uh, the Sydney Opera House is just like broken. <gasps> then it pans. Oh no, so Australia did get hit. Well, the thing is, it doesn't matter because the shockwave goes around the world. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. As in affected. Yeah, but then they've got a, then they've got a picture of um, like Paris, right? And mm-hmm. considering Central Europe is like super, super, super close to the epicenter of where this thing strikes, loads yes. of the buildings are still kind of vaguely standing, whereas they should have been vaporized. Yes. Right. Because they show later right. the crater and it covers Paris. So if the crater covers mm-hmm. Paris, everything that is within that crater no longer exists. Yes. However, Paris should be gone. the Eiffel Tower is just like melted sideways, as you kind of said. It's kind of <laughs> the force of the impact has kind of melted it. <laughs> but yeah, in my mind, that thing is gone. It's dust. Yeah. There's nothing left. Yeah. Uh huh. So it's still kind of like really sad and like you know. Uh, orchestral music which you would because it is very sad sure yeah it's not like upbeat music fuck you paris and it turns out that it's all a scam and there has actually been no asteroid it's only specifically to get gerard butler his wife and his son into an underground bunker the rest of it yeah the rest of it hasn't happened yeah ah oh like that film um i'd have out of time or something like that have you ever seen that where um, yeah. brendan fraser and his family from the what yes. the 60s yes go into the bunker yeah and then they come out like 30 years later and he's yeah it's such a great film that yeah yeah no i've seen that one. it's good and christopher walkins his dad and the mother's like a massive alcoholic because she's got nothing else sure. to do yeah what are you going to do in a bunker for 30 but years they've stocked that bunker up with enough gin to last apparently from when he was a baby to when he was 18 30 30, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he knew what he was doing to Christopher. Yeah, true, true. Mm, good um, show that. So the next bit that happens is there's, there's radio radio messages like, this is Greenland Station to any other place. This is Greenland Station to any other place. And like, there's just nothing going on. And this is like, oh. but then <gasps> they get a signal back and this is Helsinki Station. So it's like, <gasps> Yeah, yeah, this is Finland. really cool. Finland's back, and you're like, wait, Finland's in Europe, and everything else there is melted. So let's gloss yeah, over but that. Finland's again. up in the like top right hand corner of Europe. It's yeah, true. it's pretty it's out true. of the way. 
And then they're just like, it, it turns out this is nine months later. Because they say, oh. nice to hear from you, Helsinki Station. Nine months have passed. Narrative being told. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nine months have passed. Yeah. So what they decide to do is like, rather than kind of look through a telescope to see what's going on outside, they open the big yeah. fucking blast door with everyone standing right next to the blast door. Yeah, so, like, wow. yeah, you know, there might be, like, poisonous clouds of ash and, like, all this kind of other stuff. But no, let's just all have Would a big... Would it not have been wise to in. send a couple of people in hazmat suits out first? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, with those little discs that tell you if there's radioactivity. And what and direction stuff. it's coming from, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, no, uh, let's all just pile out. Send the children first. <laughs> maybe send the one who needs insulin out first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we have... put your insulin just out in the tarmac there. Go get it. Okay. Go, little Timmy. Oh, it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my lungs bleeding? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> turns out that the ash is all settled and everything outside is covered in ash. Um... But, like, remember, when they closed those blast doors, there were two big fuck-off trucks right in front of the door. There were. They were. Yeah. When they opened the door, those trucks have gone. With nothing, no sign of them left. Yeah. But there are signs of loads of other stuff that's been left. Where are the trucks? Oh, that is weird. I thought you were implying that they'd been vaporised by the 900 degree... And the ash was just those trucks. But if there's no no trucks, but all the other stuff is still there... Yeah. Mm. They've been carjacked. The guy's coffee cup and flask are still just sitting exactly where he'd left them. Hang on a minute. Yeah, so proper suspicious. Anyway, so Uh, they're just like now starting to talk to like everyone else who's kind of around. So um, one thing there's, and then they're kind of like, what's that noise? It's kind of a chirping noise. What could it be chirping? (gasps) Kathy? Not you. It wasn't you chirping. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Birds. A couple of birds appear. Yay! Yay! Every birds. time you are near. Yeah, exactly. It's like someone puts a little hand up, and a little bluebird lands and starts singing to it. But no, oh. that doesn't happen. But it's <laughs> it's very much the birds of hope, and this is Noah's Ark. The symbology is just like, hey, let me just cram this down your throat, like that guy got that icicle shoved through his chest. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it a dove with an olive branch? Yeah. But like, just to be clear, the view outside of everything else, everything else is covered in ash and the aeroplanes are toast. So how are they going to get anywhere? Oh, they've got a bit of a walk ahead of them, haven't they? Yeah. And they won't have any aeroplanes or trucks because apparently none of them are parked indoors. Why not? They have those massive doors to drive them in there. Yeah, but the massive doors are more here. I don't know. I don't know. There's no airplanes that are apparent anyway. But anyway. Maybe there's a cupboard that you just didn't see that had a load of cars and stuff in it. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've yeah. got Ikea storage. It's, it, it occupies more than you think. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised. So now they've got multiple radio contacts with like, hey, this is Brisbane calling. And like, oh, how's it going, Aussies? Brisbane calling. And it's like, do you have Gerald Butler down there? I said, no, but we do have that other guy. The other guy that looks a lot like him is yeah. a prick who goes around punching people. Yeah. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another type of bird. Yes, nice. Oh yeah. And like uh, the Karachi is online, and there's a couple of other places, but it's actually it ends on somewhat of a not all humanity is wiped out. There is potentially twenty five percent left. No, yeah. no, mm, maybe, maybe. Um, and then it fades to black and rolls into the credits. Ooh. End of film. Woo! Ooh, yeah. how exciting. Gerard survived. It just goes to show that utter, utter selfishness <laughs> wins the day every yeah. time. Well, Putting you and your family ahead of the needs of everyone else, no matter how many people die as a result, yeah. will result in you surviving. There was a uh, a review of this I saw a while back before I watched it, which effectively said, so effectively we have a film about um, a white guy and his effectively white family who get chosen in precedence to any other person. And um, yes. then they go around, effectively fuck over a whole load of people getting their way, much like yep. many yep. other... Acting um, like privileged assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, yeah. Effectively, everyone else is just cannon fodder for these lot to get through to survive. Yeah, uh-huh. So. Exactly. That sounds about right. Also, what are they supposed to do now with their diabetic kid? Because I can't imagine there's much insulin kicking about. Yeah. So what are they doing about him? Maybe they just have to supervise his diet super carefully. Yeah, just zero sugar. Yeah. No carbs, nothing. Used to eat vegetables. I've got it. Whale blubber and seal fat. Yay! For the win. Problem solved. Yeah. He's on the, the uh, oh, what do you call it? The, the Atkins oh, diet. Atkins diet, yeah. Yeah, problem solved. I mean, one would hypothesise that whales and seals are more likely to survive than, like, land-based life forms. Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah, because those, those sharks from Meg could go to that magical extra layer beneath the Mariana Trench. They sure. won't know of any of this. They won't notice any of this happening at all. Yeah. They're well under the waves. Yeah. Under the radar of this. Yeah. Um, so, really, if Jason Statham and his mates had been down there when all this happened, they wouldn't even have known. Yes. Exactly. I mean, a good place to yeah. be would be on a nuclear submarine because those things can last like a year underwater because they got uh, yeah. they got nuclear power. Yeah. So yeah. you don't even have to resurface if you wanted a Mars bar. And all you would find would be a deep fried one. Ah, <laughs> <gasps> oh, right enough. Because Gerard's Scottish. <laughs> nice. Well, I hadn't thought of that, but yes. Yeah. Also, yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I think I would watch that. Nice. I think it's the sort of film I would put on on a Sunday afternoon while I did some craft, some cross-stitch or something, and would have it on in the background, and we'd be continually turning to Steve going, that's stupid, and here's why. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you why. It's yeah. this five-point plan, and you just kind of roll down like a, a board and like with a pointer again. And I, <laughs> I pull, pull open one of those little ter- telescopic pointers ah, and nice. whap it onto the board. Yeah. Point one, where are they going to get insulin? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Why did you watch it?